Hi and welcome, or welcome back. This is the Harmonic Fuckery Podcast, and I'm your host, Rachel Nepero. In today's episode, I want to go through my songwriting process, and possibly also through my music production process. I'll just see um, how long it takes to talk about the songwriting, uh, and then maybe I'll also get to the music production. Or, if the first part gets too long, maybe I'll do a second episode, where I talk exclusively about the production part of making music. And I guess, like, there are multiple reasons why I wanted to do this episode. I mean, of course, I want to make this episode for you, so you can have a little bit of of a sneak peek into what it's like to be a musician, um, in case that's something that interests you, or maybe you're also a musician and you just want to know what somebody else's process looks like, so I guess that could also be helpful, but I also want to kind of make this episode very selfishly for myself to kind of remind myself what it's like to be a songwriter because I haven't written new music in so so long and um, as for my situation right now I'm kind of recovering from this uh, semester I'm a college student I study social work and this past semester has been so stressful especially the past couple of weeks So now I'm kind of recovering from the exhaustion that that brought. And now I have some time off where I don't have any college lectures and I can really focus on my music and I want to make a lot of music as much as I possibly can and just see where that takes me, see how productive I can be. Um, Yeah, and now my issue is I need to first recover from the exhaustion from college and then I need to find the motivation and the drive to get back into making music and so this is where this episode comes in I kind of want to remind myself what it's like to make music to kind of make it feel a little bit less foreign and to like remind myself of my own identity as a songwriter to really just make it easier for myself to get back into it so yeah <laughs> I've also been kind of procrastinating in the past um, in the past year or something um, making new music I've put out two singles last year but like for one year that's not a lot and of course I I've had a lot of stress and, and a lot to do with college but still I'm not really happy about that and I want to make more music this year in 2022 and I feel like I need to get over this whole procrastination procrastination thing um and kind of uh I don't know I don't know how yet but I want to overcome it and I want to stop putting off is that what it's called putting yeah I want to stop um kind of yeah putting off making music um and just doing meaningless shit like watching YouTube all day or Netflix I want to get back into creating something, uh, being a creative person, being an artist. So yeah, this is what this episode is also about. So I guess I'll just go through how I write songs and hope that you guys learn something or that you can get an idea of what that process is like. Because actually people ask me a lot of the time, Like, how do you write songs? And I know some people who would like to make their own music, who are like, 
very passionate about music and they're good singers or good guitarists or good um, pianists and they're like I could never write a song like how does that even happen how does a song just magically show up in your brain and I, I just want to explain it to the best of my ability today so most of the time there's an idea in there's an idea first of what I want to say like there could be something going on in my love life or there could be something going on with friendships there could be just something that I want to express but I don't want to complain about it to friends or family I just want to say it in a way that's artistic and different like I want um, to find an outlet for this thing that I want to express and I want to make it pretty and aesthetic so that's why I put it into a song um, of course the most basic things you could write about would be something happening in your love life some sort of drama maybe you've met a person that you're completely obsessed with or maybe um I don't know, you want to seduce somebody, so you're writing a bit of a sexy song to kind of present yourself as this sexy person, um, because that's like the feeling you want to bring out in yourself. Um, so songs could be about something that is happening and you're just telling the story, but songs could also be aspirational. Like if you want to feel more sexy, you could write a sexy song that kind of, as I said, brings out that side of you. Um, and I, I really like that, that way of writing songs, like building a world and building an identity for yourself within a song that's like aspirational to you, that you would want to have or that you would want to be. And I did that in my song, um, Yorkie's song. Wow, that sounded stupid. In Yorkie's song, which I, uh, released last year, I did that. I, I kind of used this fictional world from from a, a TV show episode that felt really idealistic and um, like, a, like a utopia. And I built that world and put myself into that world. And none of it was real. None of it was something that actually happened to me. But I just wanted to identify with this like perfect world. It's not a perfect world, but like, you know, <laughs> I wanted this main character energy within... A beautiful narrative um, and that was really fun so yeah you can tell a story or you can write something about the person you would want to be and how you would like to present yourself to the world especially if you have an artist persona and there are certain character traits of that persona then you can write this sort of aspirational song about how you would like your life to be or how you would like people to perceive your artist persona so there's this first idea. And then what I usually do with that idea is I sit down either with my acoustic guitar or um, just uh, at my electric piano and I just um, play the most basic chords and try to sing like the most stupid things, like the first thing that pops into my head. And I try to play with different phrases that express what I want to say. Like, if it's storytelling, I try to find the most interesting details about the story um, and sing them and figure out what kind of rhythm they would um, bring into the song. For example, there was this girl who I had a bit of a crush on. Um, 
And one thing that I really remembered about the time when I got to know her was we uh, hung out with friends. And then next to us, there was a group of people who sang a, a birthday song in Spanish. And there was Spanish music and like this birthday party uh, next to us. And she and another girl from the group. So the girl I had a, a bit of a crush on and the other girl from the group, they danced together and it looked like so they looked so free and happy and passionate and it was really cute so my first um the first line of the lyrics that i wrote when i wrote a song about her was i watched you dance to a spanish birthday song and i think that that's like a really interesting detail so you don't just want to be really vague when you write lyrics you want to pick out the details that make the story special so I think if I wrote the lyric, something like, oh my god, you're so pretty and I wish I could kiss you and I don't know what, what this thing between us is and blah blah blah, I think that it wouldn't be interesting because like that makes the whole story so generic. But if you pick out the tiny details, like these tiny magical moments about, for example, this person or this situation, that's what makes it a good line for lyrics. So that's why I picked uh, I Watched You Dance to a Spanish Birthday Song as the first line. And I think that's like really catchy. Um, something else that I did, for example, um, in my song All of Your Friends, I had, I think the first couple lines were, Mess me up, buttercup, and wish me luck as you go. And I th thought that that was just really funny to have like these short little phrases and they rhymed in a, in a fun way mess me up buttercup and wish me luck as you go <laughs> um because th that was also about a girl and she kind of rejected me in a romantic context and um it was like her like wishing me luck like good luck finding somebody who um also has romantic feelings for you and like buttercup like this kind of um this kind of nickname that you would give to somebody who you have like this really cute relationship with like oh buttercup i, I think that's <laughs> kind of a cute name to call somebody i would never use that in real life but um yeah and then mess me up buttercup like that is it's like kind of masochistic like destroy my confidence by rejecting me darling like buttercup but then wish me luck as you go. Um, so that's also something, some, sometimes a little short phrase is like so catchy, like mess me up buttercup and wish me luck as you go. That is, I, I don't know, I want to toot my own horn, but I think that's really fun. It just sounds fun. So it could be good storytelling, like I watch you dance to a Spanish birthday song, or it could be like something that just sounds fun. And then you build on that and you just like, um, what you what I basically do is I use the rule of three. I think that's what it's called in songwriting. Is that I try to repeat a part of a melody usually, for example, in a verse, like "Mess me up, buttercup, and wish me luck as you go. Tell me lies, a lullaby with your eyes tonight." So it's the same melody twice, but then it has to change. It can't be the same piece of melody three times because then it would be boring like that's a rule in pop music you try usually you try to switch it up the third time 
Um, yeah, so <laughs> um, that's a rule that I live by, basically. And then you also have to think about the chords that you're using. So if you know anything about chords and scales, then you would know the most basic chords that you could use would be in the scale that you're using would be the first note of the scale, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. And all of them are major chords, except for the sixth, it's a minor chord. So if you write something in C major, which is like the most basic thing ever, then you use C major, F major, G major, and A minor. And you just use whatever order of these chords you want, and you can also switch it up throughout the song. So you could use C, G, A, F in the verse, but then like C, F, G, G in um, in the chorus, for example. So you just use the most basic chords ever. You, you could use them and, and just switch up like the order. And what I've found um, in all this time that I've written songs, which has been many years now, is that the chords don't really do a lot for the vibe of the song. They don't do a lot for the story. They just set this little framework, but you can do so much within them. So basically, whether you're writing a sad song, a happy song, um, a really dramatic song, a really fun song that you want to dance to, you can basically always use these boring chords. You can always do that. But then what I also like to do personally is to not just use these chords. I try to switch it up a little bit. I might add a D minor or an E minor just to make it a little bit more spicy and to make it a little bit, bit more interesting. Um, but you really don't have to. You can make it interesting just using the most boring chords. And that's just something that I really learned. And um, yeah, the, the reason why I like to switch up my chords a little bit and make them a little bit more interesting and not just use those four chords is because I play a lot of music um, with my acoustic guitar and I just have acoustic guitar and vocals and then I like post it on Instagram or on TikTok or whatever. And in that case, you don't want all your songs to sound the same, right? Usually you could use all the same chords all the time and just switch up the production and people wouldn't necessarily figure out, hey, you're being lazy, you're using the same chords because the production is completely different. Um, people usually don't realize that the chords are boring um, if the production is good. But if you don't have the production on your side to make it interesting and different, then it's kind of difficult because if you're playing the acoustic guitar and you're just playing the most basic strumming patterns, the way that I like to do it, then it gets really boring because then every, pretty much every song has like the same chord changes and the same strumming pattern and then it all gets like really interchangeable and you don't want that. So that's why I enjoy playing some songs that have like one very interesting chord that is kind of unexpected or have like one part where the chord changes are kind of more complex and more, um, yeah, just different from the basic four chords. So yeah, that's just my idea about chords. And But I think that chords are not the most important thing about a song because as much as we all learn in school that like major chords are happy and minor chords are sad, it's not really the truth. Like I could tell you if I really researched it, I'm 100% sure I can find like really fun songs that you would want to dance to that are in a in a minor 
um, that are mostly use minor chords. I think Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, which is like a really fun song, mostly uses uh, minor chords, if I'm not mistaken. So that's completely like the opposite of what you learn in school, that minor chords are always sad and dramatic. And I could also tell you some really sad ballads and, and really dramatic songs that mostly use uh, major chords, um, which is also in conflict with what you learn at school, that major chords are always happy. Um, for example, I think the the song Sober by Demi Lovato, I think it uses a lot of major chords, and most ballads do. Most ballads are that are like really dramatic and about sad topics are not mostly minor chords the way you would expect. They're actually not. So yeah, you can do so much without this with this all the same chords. But I just personally, as a musician, I get bored if I play something unplugged and just with with my acoustic guitar. I just get bored when it's all the same chords. Like that's the only reason I really switch it up. I think I could like build a whole catalog of songs with just the same four chords with all the same chord changes. Like I don't think anybody would notice if I put enough effort in the production. Yeah, so that was my little rant about chords and how unimportant they are. Um, but then I usually just try to figure out, okay, now I have a bit of melody and where would I want to put it on like the the total scale of like all the notes that I can sing. So I, I try to figure out where this fits in my range. Like, do I want this part of the verse that I wrote? Do I want it to be like this really warm and relaxed vibe so maybe I put it a little bit lower within my register and that's how I decide which chords I'm actually using or um, do I want it higher in my register and do I want it like really I don't know shrill or passionate and then I put it a little bit higher within my register and in general you want to like use some some um, some low notes um, in the verse and like some higher notes uh, in the chorus just to make it more exciting because higher notes uh, tend to sound more exciting but that's not a hundred percent always the truth but that's like a rule of thumb so I usually like I, I tell I do some storytelling in the verse as I said trying to find the interesting details or trying to find like funny or fun rhymes um, and just put this in my lower register decide which chords I'm using and then for the chorus I try to find like a big statement or like the big catchy thing that I want people to remember. Like maybe it's one phrase that I want people to take away from the song and to remember and to have it uh, looping in their head um, and like stuck in their head. And I just try to say something with less words, trying to not to make the chorus very wordy, uh, but instead I try to make it about big statements. And just put it higher in my register and use some more long notes um, to just really leave an impression and to not make it very like rambly. I think the verses can be very rambly. I don't know even if that, if that is an English word. But <laughs> I, I allow the verses to be kind of wordy but not the chorus because then it's not catchy. And I also try to stay within a reasonable register I try to stay within what I can sing pretty comfortably because I also want other people who hear the song uh, to be able to sing along to it comfortably if they have a similar range to me um, yeah and I try I, I kind of instinctively stick to pentatonic so if you don't know what that is 
if you have a scale, for example, the C major scale, C, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, um, just as I said before, the most basic chords would be that you use the 1, the 4, the 5, and the 6. And then the pentatonics, it's, it's notes from the scale that you can use that don't really clash with each other too harshly. So you can write melodies that mostly focus on these pentatonic notes. And the pentatonic notes for the um, major scale would be 1, 2, 3, 5, and 6. So you kind of avoid the 4 and the 7. Um, so in the C major scale, that would be C, D, E, G, and A. That would be the pentatonic scale for C major. So I kind of instinctively stick to it. But when I feel like, wow, something is really like clashing with the chords and it sounds kind of strange, then I check and usually it's one of the avoid notes. So it's usually like the four or the seven that I used a bit too much. And I try to find a different way. Um, yeah, so that's like the way that I that I write songs, I guess. This was just a little overview of how I do it and the most important things and rules that I try to stick to. And of course, the rules in music are meant to be broken, so um, you can always like break the rules, but you have to learn about the rules first to then break them intentionally instead of just breaking them all the time and having a song that's not catchy at all, that nobody wants to sing along to, that nobody wants to listen to. Like you, you should, um, yeah, definitely break the rules intentionally. Also, if you, uh, something else that I try to uh, remember is that, uh, of course, I use like the really basic song structure that we all know. Like usually it's verse, maybe pre-chorus and chorus, verse, pre-chorus, chorus, or without the pre-chorus, whatever. And then like some sort of bridge and then the chorus again, maybe even two times. Um, that's the most basic song structure, but depending on how how uh, you structure all of these different parts and depending on how long they are, with this structure, the whole song might get too long and you might get to the four-minute mark, which is something you should usually avoid. Again, it's a rule meant to be broken sometimes, but um, as a rule of thumb, you shouldn't like get past the four minute mark with every song that you write is what i'm saying you should try to stick around like three minutes three and a half minutes tops um a lot of modern songs are also below the three minute mark so they're just two minutes 40 or something but yeah somewhere around three minutes i think is a good idea and this is something i really struggle with i think my songs tend to be too long and sometimes like you have to kill your darlings. I think that's how somebody put it. Some sort of songwriting person, songwriting guru or whatever, songwriting teacher that I follow said like you have to kill your darlings. Like sometimes you have this really interesting or maybe you have the like a part of a verse that makes the verse a bit long and you feel like this is important to the story, but it's just not as important as other parts of the verse. So you kind of have to kill this part to make sure that the song is still catchy. Sometimes you have to sacrifice something you care about for the song overall to work. And that can be really heartbreaking and really hard. And I'm often not really good at that. So my songs often go past the three minute mark and even past the three and a half minute mark. Um, they might even go above four minutes and that's not a good idea in general. And something else that I learned is that nowadays in modern pop, I'm not talking about early 2000s or 2010s pop, I'm talking about 2020s pop basically. Um, I'm talking about the TikTok generation. 
a lot of the time like these songs get even more simple than what I just told you. A lot of the times they just ha they start with the chorus so that it's more catchy so people tend to use it as a TikTok sound because the most catchy part just goes first. So that's something that happens a lot is that you put the most catchy part instead of instead of starting with an intro and a verse and starting slow and then building to the chorus, they just start with the chorus to get people hooked on the song. And um I think this was something that I realized with Lil Nas X's um, album that he put out last year. Is that his songs tend to be very short. Um, and this is also part of like the TikTok generation. Like we all have very short attention spans. And maybe like in the early 2000s or even 2010s, it was more acceptable to have longer songs. But now songs tend to get shorter and shorter. And that's also something you have to keep in mind. Like, do you want to cater to that? Or do you kind of want to stick to how pop music used to be? Do you want to, like, cling to what what, what you think it should be? Yeah, that's, that's just something to think about. Like, do you want, like, in general, with all these rules, like, do you, how much do you value your song being catchy and um, a lot of people uh, relating to your song or liking your song? And how much do you want it... A to be about your own authentic expression like how much do you need to bend or break the rules to make sure you're still being authentic and you're still being true to your own artist identity and that's like really hard to balance sometimes and sometimes you can also I've seen this on a lot of albums is that they do some songs that are really close to the pop rules so it's like really catchy and that's what a lot that's usually also what they put out as singles and it gets radio play and people are really excited about it. And then if you really listen to the entire album, then there are songs on there that aren't necessarily catch catchy when you first listen to them. But they're more like interesting and and they're more about like what the artist cares about and what they found to be fun to produce or to write. Um so if you, if you really get to know an artist and their entire catalog, then you suddenly find all these hidden gems of songs that you wouldn't hear on the radio where you're like, wow, this is really something different. And this, I connect with this artist way more now, now that I also know there are songs that aren't radio friendly. So yeah, that's just my thoughts on songwriting. And this has already gotten pretty long, this episode. And I feel like I was able to talk pretty quickly and like put my thoughts out in a very concise and like understandable way today and I might be wrong about this but I'm it feels I'm, I have a good feeling about this episode I don't know um yeah so that was it for today and I hope that this was interesting to any of, any of you and yeah I hope um that it gave you an idea about how I write songs and I, I think it kind of worked that it kind of motivated me to start writing again because I really want to figure out even more stuff about songwriting and about my own process. And just to really like bring this, hammer this point home, like this doesn't have to be your songwriting process. You can write songs completely differently. For example, I know that I saw in some sort of interview, interview um, of uh, Billie Eilish and Phineas that they were like, yes, we always try to write songs with piano or acoustic guitar first to make sure that they sound good, but it kind of limits you and your imagination because there are some songs that would not sound good on an acoustic instrument with just the instrument and your vocals, but they sound good in the production. For example, they said that the song Bury a Friend 
that's like really like it really it, it actually really relies on the production you wouldn't have come up with any of these melodies and any of these effects just by writing it on piano or guitar so you can you could have a completely different uh, approach to songwriting and it would also be 100% okay and valid and you might come up with stuff that I would never be able to come up with and my goal is in the future to kind of try out different approaches but right now this is what I'm used to and this is what has been working for me to some extent I mean I also wrote some very horrible songs let me tell you that and I also don't think I'm necessarily at my peak as a songwriter I think I can improve a lot in the future uh, like this journey never ends and I'm definitely not the best songwriter ever and I want to keep getting better so this is just the status quo this is just how I how I've been writing songs so far but it might change in the future yeah so I hope that this was interesting to you thank you so much for listening and uh, see you next week bye